0: ladies and gentlemen welcome to this special edition of wrestlers with experience my name is mark knight i am one half of this illustrious tag team with my main man dietrich davis uh i wanted to do a little something different today um over the last couple of hours i was uh thinking about some stuff and um I find it interesting that um, I would speak on a dynamic like this, and I feel that um, this needs to be addressed. Um, to get things started, um, the wrestling scenes have been rather quiet, um, other than what's been going on here in North America. Japan, of course, is... Uh, going through what they're dealing with at this moment. You know, New Japan, Pro Wrestling, Noah, All Japan Pro Wrestling, Stardom, Zero One, Wrestle One, Tokyo Joshi, and everywhere else in between. And I was really pondering and contemplating about what shall I talk about today? And ironically, the thing that I'm going to talk about that I... Care to talk about today It's called You can't copyright no holds man You can't copyright no holds Now This is where it all starts Being in the wrestling business As a Indie Wrestler in the northeast From 1999 All the way up till about 2012 i'm gonna hypothetically say it like that i will mention that um i have my little wtf run and all kind of whatnot my little public access run and all this other stuff and i learned something one day um i was at a block party and we did these uh block party shows for uh a good friend of mine's mad dog joe stone he would have these uh shows out in uh greenpoint um Every year, every summer, it was always the big deal. And if you were in Mad Dog's good graces, you were able to wrestle on his cards. And uh, for years, between the summer of '99 all the way up till about like, like I said, 2012, um, my my crew, my group, we um, wrestled on those cards. Uh, my late friends. Uh, John Santiago, overdose, who, um, whose anniversary of his passing is coming up soon. Um, my late friend, James Eggleston, known as Carnage, um, he had passed away in 2003. Uh, so many good guys I I can just name off the top of my head, such as, um, Eagle Morales, um, Monster Mac, Mace, all these guys who, um, from the doghouse, all the doghouse alumni, all of the, um, Jersey All Pro alumni, um, all of the good brothers that I know, who, um, basically made a name for themselves in the Indies in the Northeast. Everybody wrestled on the, uh, on a Mad Dog Joe Stone block party show. um, It was just like some awesome shit. And I remember the first match that I wrestled in, right? Uh, It was myself and Carnage. It was like one of our few tag matches that we had together. And uh, we took on uh, uh, Ken Sweeney. And we took on um, Dream Warrior in a tag match. And, uh, you know, I was green is, as they say, green is goose shit, <laughs> if if you want to call it that, I mean, just a rookie, just still kind of learning the ropes and stuff at the time, um, as a pro, uh, there was another match that, uh, that did take place, and, um, one of the guys did a, um, did a powerbomb, the D-Lo Brown, um, powerbomb the lowdown right did that and uh it was addressed by somebody out in the crowd yo that's my move son they'll be doing my move what's the matter with you kid they be doing my move son we heard stuff like that and it was funny to me to, to hear that because it's like okay it's it's wrestling everyone's looking for a signature hold everyone has to have a signature hold. You know what I mean? And a signature hold basically is your finish or the move that you're known for doing or a series of moves that one is known for doing. And I got to thinking about something because I was on a a wrestling website, uh, Wrestling Inc. And this was a follow-up feed from... Uh, Kenta's um, Twitter account. Now, for the last couple of years, for those of you who don't know who Kenta is, Kenta was one of the biggest names and is still one of the biggest names that come out of J- the Japanese wrestling scene. Um, literally, th- this motherfucker was the ace of pro wrestling Noah after um, the death of uh, Mitsuharu Masawa. Uh, a real huge deal. He was like the, uh, you know, how... Uh, You had the the Four Pillars with uh, Kawada and Kenta Kobashi and Misawa and uh, Akira Tua, you know, and all those guys from All Japan Pro Wrestling. And the same thing like the Three Musketeers with um, Hashimoto and Mudo and uh, Chono. And then, of course, you know, you got the the current crop of guys at the time, um, which was Tanahashi, Nakamura, Nakamura and um, Shibata for New Japan Pro Wrestling, and you had your third generation, like uh, Tenzan, Nakanishi, Nagata, and Kojima, you know, you had your, those were your, pretty much your aces there. Kenta was the man in Noah, and if you were a tape trader or a DVD trader back in the early 2000s and shit, you know exactly what I'm talking about as far as Kenta goes, and, um, what he's done in the business. And one of the things that he's been saying as of late is I want royalties from CM Punk. Now, whatever could he mean by I want royalties from CM Punk? It's the matter of the finish. Kenta had um invented a hold or finisher which is basically the GTS, the go-to-sleep, right? Which is a, um inverted Dev Valley driver into a knee strike, right? Where you take the guy on the shoulder for a fireman's carry, and then you bring him up, you drop him, and then you hit him with the knee right to the face. And that's the finish. Kenta's been doing that hold for years. CM Punk has been inspired to use this hold. He's been using this finish um, as his put away from his days in um Ring of Honor. And uh, like I said, it's not the first time, it's not the last time. When he, he that he stated that, yo, CM Punk need to be paying him some royalties for using that hold. So it got me thinking, right? Uh, both guys were on the main roster, and uh Right before uh, Kenta uh, got onto the main roster as Hideo Otami, um, he was still using the GTS, but they wouldn't let him call it the GTS. And they wouldn't let him... Matter of fact, they wouldn't even let him use the move. Now, here's the funny thing. Here's the guy who created the hold or perfected the hold, comes to the World Wrestling Entertainment and is told that he can't use his own fucking finisher, right, and that's like, if that's not the biggest crock of bullshit, I don't know what is, but it is what it is, right, so it got me to thinking, so when an indie guy um, uses a finisher or comes up with a finisher or tries to come up with a finisher or his coach or trainer, Uh, gives them a finisher based on their, on their, their move set, is it really their whole, or is it um, the person who created it, do they get the credit for it, or do you copyright that finish, because if it is, There'd be a lot of broke asses in professional wrestling right about now. I'll be honest with you. There'll be a lot of litigation going on between wrestler A and wrestler B and wrestler C and wrestler D. And somebody said, and it's so funny because, you know, Twitter fans are funny as hell. One dude said, well, if that's the case, then Jake Roberts need need to be a millionaire a million times over for every time a person hit the DDT inside the ring. They should be paying Jake Roberts. To be quite honest with you, if you respect that athlete and you respect what they do and you emulate something of theirs, then it's like, well, fuck. Why not? The professional wrestling business, from what I gather, is a very fickle business. But it's also a business that pays tribute to other wrestlers based on what other wrestlers have done inside the ring? They see something, they take a little something, and they make it their own. Similar to sampling records. If you're into hip hop, if you're into um sampling beats and DJing and all kind of whatnot, you gotta learn your craft from the best. So, like for example, if you are a DJ, would you not want to learn from Grandmaster Flash? Would you not want to learn from the late Jam Master J? Would you not want to study um, DJ Jazzy Jeff? Would you not want to sound like DJ Scratch or do the tricks that DJ Daddy Rich has done or DJ Lord or Terminator X? That's only if you're a DJ, right? Um, Every rapper worth his salt can rhyme to Nautilus. Now, if you don't know what Nautilus is, Nautilus is one of the most overly sampled records in the history of hip-hop. Peter Piper, Throw Your Guns in the Air by Onyx, um, Crew to the Sounds of Jam Master J, uh, In A Law We Trust, the opening for Brand Nubian's, uh, second album. You know? Uh, Long Red. Every rap sample in the world has used Long Red. And let's not forget about Funky Drummer. Do you think that George Clinton would have been paid a million times over for every time they sampled not just Knee Deep or Flashlight? You know, everyone has a little light in the sun. Flashlight, ooh. I'm walking down the street. Ooh, I just can't find the beat. You know, stuff like that. Or um she turns me on. Come on. Everyone knows that one or Atomic Dog, right? I think every West Coast rapper in its in its salt will be paying George Clinton some serious money. So now the same thing applies with professional wrestling. So what I decided to do was I decided to come up with a list of 18 holds. And I'm going to name the wrestler or wrestlers who've used this finish or finishers or setups in every match. And I'm going to go into giving the name of the wrestlers that perform these holds. Now, with the exception of the moon salt, many people will say it was um, Leepa Lanny Pafo was the first person that you've seen your very first moon salt. But I wouldn't be surprised if I was to tell you that it wasn't Leepa Lani Pafo that invented the maneuver. Although impressive enough, you might say Bam Bam Bigelow, or Vader, or the Amazing Red, or the Great Muda or Kurt Angle or Cody Rhodes or you know so many other professional wrestlers leader have mastered and perfected the art of the vault and body press or the moonsault I'll go as far as to say that the inventor of the hold or the, or the finish was uh Chavo Guerrero Sr or maybe the Camel Clutch, which was invented by his father, Gory Guerrero. He invented the Camel Clutch, but the Iron Sheik made it famous. Scott Steiner also made it famous, but it was Gory Guerrero that invented that goddamn hold. So, with that being said, I got 18 holds. And I'm going to name the wrestler or wrestlers in a style that this um hold has been invented by. And let's see if anyone that does that, should they be paying a motherfucker some royalties in the wrestling business? Should they be paying them some money? <laughs> Man, listen. Wrestlers already pay enough fucking tax already. How could you tax somebody on some on some hold, bro? So let's get down to it. And I'll even throw in a couple of honorable mentions as well. Just for the hell of it. Number 18. The Kataguruma, or the Fireman's Carry. Now, the Kataguruma is a Jiu-Jitsu hold. Although, technically speaking, it is a hold used for safety to carry one out of imminent danger, and it takes nothing but that person's upper body strength to muscle up that individual up on their shoulders and to carry them around to safety. That's what fire safety workers have done for years. That's what... um people in the military do when they rescue their fellow um, soldiers who've been shot and wounded in battle and carried them to safety. That's the Kataguruma, which is a finishing toss and a finishing throw in Jiu-Jitsu. Right? Now, the evolution of that fireman's throw goes into the Death Valley Driver. It also goes into the f- a part of the Falcon Arrow, the F5, you know, things like that, and that um, attitude adjustment done by John Cena. So, would it be safe to say that John Cena, Brock Lesnar, or anyone who's ever done the fireman's carry, right, should they be paying the person who was the judoka, the judo player, that money, or should they be paying their local fire department or their military for the inspiration of that hold number seventeen. My personal favorite, but a very controversial one in my honest opinion. The Hurricane Rana or the Frankenstein or the Top Rope Frankenstein or the Top Rope Hurricane Rana or you know just your standard flying head scissors. Now. When you see the Hurricane Rana or the Frankensteiner, right? You think of the head scissor into a flip, uh, a flip to bring the your opponent over. You can go into a pinfall from that, you can use it as a finish, or you can use it as a setup hold, right? And primarily when you think of people doing this, you think of all of the luchadors, the lucha stars doing this um this finish, doing that hold, right? Like Rey Mysterio like Psychosis, like Huvertu Guerrero, like, um, Angel Garza, like, um, Mystique, Mystico, and so many other masked luchadors, and even some of the Japanese guys like Bushi, and, uh, El Samurai, and Jushin Liger, and Jado and Gato, and, um, Kushida, and, uh, so many others, like Koji Kanemoto, um, Shinya Otani, and, um, the rest, Misawa and all of these others who've used the uh, finish. But ironically, the first person that comes to my mind when I seen do that fin- that hold was Scott Steiner, thus giving it the name the Frankensteiner because no one saw a two hundred and fifty five pound wrestler with such agility like that come up with that finish. But for every finish, there's a beginning, and if you really want to go back, the flying head scissors is a maneuver that was done by the great Argentine rocker and it's fact Antonio Argentine Rocca basically is the father of a lot of these goddamn holds. That's just one of them, and I'm gonna and you'll and when I get into the rest of this list, you're gonna see that his influence. With these wrestling maneuvers, definitely last a long, long time. And everyone's doing it. Shit. My homeboy uh Wes. Wes Draven. Shout out to Wes Draven. He's one of the best high flyers that I know that I've been in the ring with. And he's shown me how to do a flying head scissors and all kind of stuff. But um I don't pull, I never pulled those out in big matches. Cause uh there was no need for me to do it. Only unless if I was wrestling against somebody larger in stature or whatever but it is what it is shout out to him for teaching me that hold anyway you know so I can pull that out the hat if I need to but the goddamn Hurricanrana the Frankensteiner if motherfuckers need to be paying somebody they should be paying Argentine Rocker for that hold they should be thanking him for that the Canadian Destroyer now this is a finish and a hold done by P.D. Williams. It is a sunset flip from a standing position to your opponent. When you hop on the small of their back, the wrestler themselves flips over into a front row and power bombs his or her opponent right down to the mat. This hold was invented by P.D. Williams, one of the innovators in the NWA, TNA, X Division, the Impact X Division in the early 2000s. When everyone was looking for an alternative for the cruiserweights or the junior heavyweights in the North American scene to do something and to come up with some really innovative stuff, Petey Williams had to come up with something to make him stand out. And that Canadian destroyer has put his name on the map. He put that hold on the map. And as you look at it now, that is now twenty twenty. The move was unveiled to the world in the year two thousand and two. You know, two thousand and two. And everybody and their mother right now is doing the Canadian destroyer or some version of the destroyer. Dudes like Will Ospreay, the IW, former IWGP junior heavyweight champion, and current British rev, rev pro British heavyweight champion, he uses that hold. Hiromo Takahashi, the junior heavyweight champion of New Japan Pro Wrestling, he uses it. Um, Ryu Lee, the current ROH television champion, he uses the hold. Uh, Ricky Morton of the Rock and Roll Express, 63 years old and pulling out Canadian Destroyers on NWA TV and AEW television. Ricky Morton's a godsend in professional wrestling. He's a little man like me, but Ricky Morton can bust your ass. And Ricky Morton doesn't age for some apparent reason. It's incredible. You know? But then you also got um Adam Cole. He has the uh, the sunrise. That's a version of the Canadian Destroyer. Dustin Rhodes. Never say die, never say never. One of the best workers in the business ever since he was 19 years old. And he's in his 50s and still going strong. Cody, I mean, Cody Rhodes' his older brother, Dustin, the natural gold dust, if you will taking names, and still putting on the best matches in his life. And what does he pull out? The Canadian Destroyer. He doesn't do it on WWE television. No, 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 no. He does it in AEW. That's a man you can't sleep on. But you gotta give credit where credit is due to Petey Williams. So I think every person that does a variant, a variation of the Canadian Destroyer, they should be paying they should be paying P.D. Williams. Lil' Pump. Lil, Lil' Papa Pump. They should be paying him. But I don't think that's going to happen. Now, I'm going to talk about the James Brown holds of wrestling holds in professional wrestling. Everybody in their mother does this as a setup, as a beginning, or towards, a, towards the finish or whatever. Or even as a finish. The DDT. Now the DDT, of course, everyone knows this hole has been created by Jake the Snake Roberts. And that's fine. Everyone knows that. Jake can hit you from out of nowhere and bang, lay you out with the DDT. Simple, easy, and effective. Everyone honors and respects and fears the DVD, the DDT. By the say the DVD. But you can find a whole bunch of DVDs with everybody doing the DDT. Now, Jake did it with a lot of precision and a lot of quick, swift execution. But there are some others that are really impressive, such as the enforcer Arn Anderson. His DDT, he used it as a setup in World Championship Wrestling. The Evenflow DDT by Raven, Scott Levy. That's another impressive DDT, of course. Then you got Crossroads by uh, Cody Rhodes himself. You also got the uh, Sister Abigail by Bray Wyatt. I didn't think to mention him, but I had to in this one. Then you got your Double Arm variants, such as Cactus Jack's uh, Double Arm DDT. You also have the Death Rider. Let's talk about that. That's um John Moxley's version of the DDT. Also known as the um End of Days. But the uh Oh, you also got Bloody Sunday by Prince Devitt, aka Finn Balor. Jay White does it. In fact, all of the leaders of of the Bullet Club uses the the Bloody Sunday as a part of their setup in tribute to Finn Balor. So you think that um, these guys should be paying uh, Finn Balor for that? Maybe so. But you make sure that a big cut of that goes to Jake Roberts. Just like how the cat said on Twitter, if that's the case, then Jake Roberts should be a billionaire. Telling that to Kenta. And Kenta telling them all to go eat something. You know, eat something good. Or eat something bad in that case. Nonetheless, you know, you got to give credit where credit is due. Now, let's talk about the Michael Jackson of wrestling holds. Now, I say this is that because... This is a joint that everyone keeps hitting, everyone will hit, everyone has used, and everyone will continue to use. But I know for a fact, for a simple fact, ain't nobody trying to pay Johnny Ace for this shit. Sorry, DDP. But you are up on that list too. The Diamond Cutter, the Ace Crusher, the Stone Cold Stunner, the Koji Cutter, the Murder Cutter. The RKO. Yes. Every version of this hold. Which also comes from the fireman's carry. And also... um, Do a kick to the groin. And that jawbreaker. All in one shot. Even the rude awakening. It all comes from the Ace Crusher, ladies and gentlemen. Unfortunately, Johnny Ace created that hole. but you look at all of the names that I just, I gave you guys, the Rude Awakening, you know, the, um, hell, the Shake, Rattle, and Roll, the Diamond Cutter, the Koji Cutter, the Murder cru- the, mur- the Murder Cutter, these are all versions of the Ace Crusher, ladies and gentlemen, DDP, Randy Orton, Steve Austin, Satoshi Kojima, Kevin Owens. Everyone does a variant of this hold. I call that the Michael Jackson of wrestling because it it is a very pretty hold. Shit, the 3D is right inside there also. So that's just like saying don't stop till you get enough. Rock with you. Billie Jean Thriller Bad dangerous all in one damn shot that's what I call the RKO the diamond cutter, ace crusher all that shit this one you might get a laugh out of this one the western lariat, the axe Boomba, the pumping bomber and the clothesline from hell everybody in their mama does a clothesline but some people, when they hit a clothesline, it's brutal as hell because it looks like it's taking someone's head off. When I think of the Western Lariat, the first person that comes to mind is Stan Hansen. When I think of the Axe Boomba, I think of Tai Chi. But I'll go back even further and I think of Hulk Hogan. When I think of the Pumping Bomber, I think of. Uh my man from Lij the Dragon, the pretty motherfucker who does that um pumping bomber. Um, he's the current never open weight champion, the singles and the uh, the tag champion, uh, holding the never open weight belts. He's from Dragon Gate. Um, not Ishimori, motherfucking um Shingo Takagi, my man. There we go. I always I call him a pretty motherfucker because I think about that Mohawk and the fade, you know. When I think of those guys, oh, the clothesline from hell, Bradshaw. Taking people's heads off with that Lariat. I've seen a lot of people, people, Western guys, cowboy guys using that as a finish. Hogan used the axe boomba to knock out Antonio Inoki in the inaugural finals of the IWGP yearly championship tournament that they were holding. I think of bird chest Tai Chi doing that as a setup. I've watched every uh, match that Takagi has been in in New Japan since last year, and he's put away a couple of guys with that pumping bomber. But that's the setup to his Made in Tokyo or Last of the Dragon. And of course, we all know that uh, Bradshaw won his first World's Heavyweight Championship in the WWE with the clothesline from hell. But he's won every tag, every hardcore, and every US and Intercontinental title with that uh, clothesline from hell. Now let's get into the Katahajime. When you first heard that term, Katahajime, People are like, what the hell is that? But that's Nihongo. For a rear naked choke. Also known as the Taz Mission, ladies and gentlemen. The Kata Hajime is a Jiu Jitsu hold. Made famous by the Gracie family from their Brazilian Jiu Jitsu days. But that's a Japanese wrestling hold, ladies and gentlemen. That is a Japanese Jiu Jitsu hold. But when you think of the Katahajime, you only think about Taz. But if you think about that Kikona Clutch, you think about Samoa Joe. Now here's a hold that um, I hold dear to my heart. The Scorpion Deathlock. The Sharpshooter. The Japanese terminology for that is the Sasori Gatame. Now let's talk about that real quick. in the 90s when you seen that hold the Scorpion Deflock you think of Sting the sharpshooter you think about Bretton Owen and then you think about The Rock and He Who Must Not Be Named Chris Benoit fuck it I said it Lance Storm Natalia Nyhart, Tyson Kidd Davey Boy Smith Jr. The Young Bucks you know masters of that hold Conan, they said that Conan invented the hold and um, he taught it to Bret Hart. Right? He taught it to Bret Hart in his first run in the WWE, which a lot of people don't talk about and don't gloss over quite a bit. Conan had a run in the WWE before he went to WCW. This is when he was just getting his name huge in Mexico. That's one of my favorite finishers right there. It's one of, that's actually the second submission hole that I've learned to use in my wrestling career on the indies. And although it's not popular nowadays today to be fans of a bitter man like Bret Hart, but Bret Hart, in my opinion, is one of my favorite wrestlers. Give a fuck what anyone says. I'm one of those people that do look up and respect to Bret Hart. Although, you know, he does have his side to him, but shit, that's just him. That's his prerogative. That's why he is where he is. But hey, who am I to say anything? I'm just a dude that knows a good submission hold when I see one. But all due respect to that hold, you got to go to Ricky Choshu on that one. That's the dude who created the hold, the Sasori Gatame. That's the original name for which is the Scorpion hold. So you got to give props to Ricky Choshu for creating this hold. And putting this hold to work. So Sting and Bret Hart should be cutting checks to him If that's how you really want to do it Wrestling industry Yes, I'm talking to you Wrestling fans All the boys in the back You know how many motherfuckers should be paying people for the body slam I, I ain't think so I thought so I know so Let's talk about that back brain kick The ghetto blaster You know Uh AKA the Enziguri Made famous by Antonio Inoki Bad News Brown Bad News Brown called his Enziguri The Ghetto Blaster Why? Because just like some some 808 speakers pounding throughout The back seat of your car or your boombox It hit you in the head You can feel it And that's all the Enziguri was The back brain kick You felt it the back of your head Every time Inoki jumped in the air And caught somebody in the head they was knocked out. A lot of other wrestlers used it. Perry Saturn, Coco Beware, and the list go on and on and on and on and on. Tiger Mask and so many others. Dynamite Kid. All of the juniors. That was a junior heavyweight move, but it was always great when a big man, a full-size professional wrestler, hit somebody upside the head with the Inzaguri or the back brain kick. I feel like preaching to y'all about that. You don't believe me? You go to the New Japan World and check out an Antonio Inoki match. And you see Inoki hit somebody inside the dog doggone head with that enziguri. You look up and find a Bad News Alan Coolidge match. And you see Bad News Brown... Hit Macho Man Randy Savage in the back of the head with that Ghetto Blaster. Or hit Hulk Hogan in the back of the head with the Ghetto Blaster. And Jake Roberts and so many others. Roddy Piper and so many others. (sighs) Yeah. We could do that. Let's talk about the most basic, most painful, but most reliable wrestling hold on the face of the earth. The Boston Crab. The Walls of Jericho. This is a basic wrestling hold that works in every generation. You think of all of the wrestlers of the past that have come from the New Japan Dojo; they've learned the Boston Crab. In fact, that's their that's that's the hold that's the finishing hold that every person in the Young Lion Dojo from Japan all the way to back to Los Angeles they all use the Boston Crab think about that and look at the most famous wrestlers in North America using the Boston Crab as a finish Chris Jericho is on the top of that list and before him you know who else made that hold popular? Rick Martel. you also know who made it popular too? Pat Patterson and so many other wrestlers they made that hold famous But the inventor of the Boston Crab have no idea. But it's a hold that's been around for a long time. And it is one of the most revered wrestling finishing holds of all time. That's a move that will never be tarnished. That's a stretch move. a stretch hold. Works the lower back similar to that Texas Cobra hold and that Scorpion lock. Pay respect to the Boston Crab or the Walls of Jericho, whatever it is. Pay your respects. The Indian Deathlock, a move that I remember being done by Handsome Harley Race, the NWA's World Champion. Let's talk about that for a minute. Kabuki used to use that hold. Ric Flair held it, used it a few times. Triple H used that hold too in numerous matches so did Yuji Nagata the great Muta Muto Keiji has used the Indian Def Lock. a lot of wrestlers still utilize the Indian Def Lock. but if I'm not mistaken that is a hold done by Jerry Brisco Gerald Brisco created that, that, that move or I think it was Jack Briscoe. yes it was Jack Briscoe. Either way, both Jack and Jerry Briscoe were the masters of that hold. The Indian death lock. Muda hooked his up with a bridge to the neck to cause a submission both for the lower portion of the spine and the upper portion of the spine. Gotta get props to that. Usually Nagato also uses that hold also. A lot of people use that hold, but they call that one the Nagata lock too. No, I'm cor- I'm incorrect. That's actually the... um crossface. That's Nagata Lock 2. And we'll talk about that crossface and who created that crossface as a part of my honorable mentions. And of course, everybody knows the figure four leg lock. When you think of the figure four, you think of Ric Flair, the Nature Boy. You think of Buddy Landell. You think of Harley Race. You think of Dusty Rhodes. You think of Triple H. You think of The Miz. You think of so many wrestlers, that has used the figure four leg lock over the course of time. That move is putting a lot of people away. So much so to even now, your NXT Women's Champion Charlotte Flair does a modified version of the figure four with, a, with, a, with the ankles locked. And she goes into a, a standing bridge and calls it the figure eight. So that money's staying in the family. Now let's get into the start of it all. The Argentine backbreaker. Made famous by who? Antonio, Antonio Argentine rocker. He's one of the inventors. He is the inventor of that hold. Ain't no bullshitting around. Ain't no beating around the bush. He is the inventor of that hold. He devised it, ladies and gentlemen. And through that Argentine backbreaker... That backbreaker has made a lot of people some money. Tony Atlas. Bruiser Brody. Toge Makabe. Manabu Nakanishi. A lot of people has used... the Argentine backbreaker... to attain victory... after victory... after victory... per match... Lex Luther won his two WCW World Heavyweight titles and his five NWA slash WCW United States championships that way. He's won his tag team titles that way. He's won his television title that way. He's even won numerous WWF matches that way. But never with the big one, that way, with that hold. But you gotta give props to Argentine Rocker For the goddamn backbreaker. The Argentine backbreaker. Without that backbreaker, you'd have no torture rack. The Bear Hug. Essential, easy, and effective. I don't know who created the Bear Hug. I don't care who created the Bear Hug. Just know that the Bear Hug has been used in wrestling through so many variations by so many different wrestlers but who is the inventor of the bear hug should that person be paying that person royalties for that I think the bear hug is like the impeach the president sample in, in hip hop yes I'm calling it that because that's what it is. And is y'all know it you can't deny it one of the most overly used wrestling holds done by big men and small men alike in professional wrestling. And then women of every size and shape they use the bear hug. The one wing angel, number two. Of course, right about now, the master of that hold, and everyone knows ain't nobody else doing it like him. But if it was... There's no denying Kenny Omega for sitting up here and thinking about that, um, that tower of torture, fall away slam, and turning it into a modified powerbomb just by pulling a leg a certain way and bam, going for it. Also, Time Bomb 2 is exactly like that by Hiromu Takahashi. But that whole goes to Kenny Omega. He's the father of that shit. There are other wrestlers that are emulating and doing the one wing angel in wrestling matches. But everybody knows that's where you give your credit to. You give your credit to the one that started it all. That's like... uh, My man from the lockers. I forgot his name, but he recently passed away. He's the father of locking... So if it wasn't for him, there'd be no break dancing throughout the entire world from the West Coast all the way to the East Coast. There'd be none of that if it weren't for Pop and all those dudes from the Breakers and all these other guys. You know, it's like, well, shit, Michael Jackson invented the moonwalk. Nope. It was kids from off the street that was doing the moonwalk. Nope. Jeffrey Daniels taught Michael Jackson how to do the moonwalk. Yes, that's true. But if you really study Michael Jackson's true influences, it's the Gene Cagney's and the, uh, oh my goodness, Fred Astaire's of the world that helped Michael develop his style so that Michael can be one of the greatest dancers of all time. And that's a fact. So when you think of that one wing angel, fucker, you better think about the Gene Kelly of wrestling, the uh, Fred Astaire of wrestling, Kenny Omega, the Styles Clash, a modified gourd buster, if you will. You can't kick out of it. You shouldn't kick out of it. And even if you tried, you're an idiot. You'd ruin the mystique of the finish and you don't want to do that. So, you got to give props to AJ Styles for developing that hole that he's been using for time since NWA Wildside, TNA Impact, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Wrestling One, Mexico, and of course in the WWE. Former WWE champion, AJ Styles. You give credit where credit is due, bitches. That's that right there honorable mentions as far as like finishing holds you got your rock bottom which is the STO done by both The Rock and Booker T but it was also done by Masahiro Chono as well Tenzan also doing it and taking it and applying the Anaconda vice and the Anaconda grip towards uh, the opponent that fell to it the leg drop the guillotine leg drop Everybody and their mom has done a leg drop in wrestling. But the most famous, of course, is the Hulk. And everyone knows that. Yes, indeed. Study your wrestling hoes, ladies and gentlemen. And the reason why I say this is because when a wrestler is learning his or her style, they're going to do something that they're comfortable with and they're going to add into their routine over and over and over again. And that's the God honest truth. Yes. You take the opportunity, ladies and gentlemen, to go and study this goddamn work for you guys. I mean it, because a lot of you need to hear that. Yes, you needed to learn this lesson today. I felt good teaching y'all a little something. And yeah, I do believe that Kenta don't need a goddamn dime from CM Punk, because Punk ain't giving up no money. And it's not that I'm going to bat for Punk on this one. I'm just calling it like I see it. Kenta's already getting enough money from pro wrestling tees and everywhere else. Don't be a scumbag, Kenta. You're already getting your money. Let Punk re-up on his. He still has a ways to go. Yes, he still does. And if he was to ever decide to come back into the sport of wrestling like how a lot of people would like to see him come back, then maybe he might come up with something different to finish his opponents off. Now let's talk about some... Honorable mentions. The flying elbow drop. Macho Man Randy Savage is the standard bearer of the flying elbow drop. Shawn Michaels took it to the next level. Owen Hart kicked it up a notch. The craziest variant of the elbow drop. And you can see that with Jay Lethu As he does his with precision. Like Randy Savage. But you give props to Kari Sane, goddammit. The way that she kicks her legs out. When she's in mid-air. Right before she drops. She puts out her opponents. Just like that. Yes. The elbow from off the top rope. You gotta give props to Randy Savage on that one. But goddamn, Kari Sane is the fucking queen on that one. Another one, the Spine Buster. Everyone knows the Spine Buster is the setup for everything else. Who do you guys think of? The Rock? Double-A Arn Anderson? That's who I think of. Hitting that... uh, Spine Buster. Batista's spine buster. I always thought that Batista was gonna break something of his like a like a leg or a knee or some shit. I was always like, Oh man, he's sloppy as fuck. He's gonna pop his he's gonna pop his quad. He's gonna do all kinda things. He's gonna rip his knee tendons to shreds. But Batista kept hitting that Batista bomb and that spine buster week and week and week out. And retained the belt in all his matches. Can I get away with saying belt? Fuck yeah, it's our show. We can do that. <sighs> Damn, Dietrich. That last podcast you did got me uh got me sounding like you just a little bit. Rebellious. <laughs> Another finishing hold. You gotta give props to. We talk about the STO. We talk about the STF. Let's talk about the crossface. Let's talk about that cross face or that chicken wing. Let's talk about those holds. The sleeper hold. Some say Johnny Weaver created the sleeper hold. Uh-uh. Gino Jean LaBelle. The same person who was a bond expert, a, a, a bond fighting coordinator. Let us talk about... Mm, yeah. We're going to continue talking about that. That hole was deadly, y'all. The hole was deadly. But nobody did it quite like them. Nobody did. Nobody did that STO quite like these guys. I mean, excuse me. Gino LaBelle. Now, if you talk about that lock. You talk about Daniel Bryan. You talk about Tenzan. You talk about um, CM Punk. The Anaconda Vice. Yes, you can do all you want. But you give homage. You give homage. To Masa oh, Excuse me. To Juno Jean LaBelle. For that LaBelle lock. The Yes lock. The Nagata lock. The Crippled Crossface. The Crossface Chicken Wing. The Cold Red Arm Breaker. Yeah. The Cold Red, cold red break, Arm Breaker. Very painful, very stiff ass hole. Everybody in their mama uses the f- Fujiwara arm bar by Mr. Fujiwara himself. Fujiwara san. Use that as a hole to stretch the living daylights out of his opponents, or in this case, stretch the living daylights out of the students that come to the New Japan Dojo. That is one of the basic holes that they all use. The most lethal of them all, who uses it besides Fujiwara himself, is none other than Minoru Suzuki, goddammit oh, you don't hear me. You don't hear me. Ladies and gentlemen, the bottom line is this. In professional wrestling, you can't copyright no fucking hold. You can respect it. You can try not to do it if someone else is doing it. But in this day and age of professional wrestling, most people don't have that kind of respect to not to keep that move from being a revered wrestling hold or revered wrestling finish. Not too many people care about that. It's how can one get over with that hold? And if I can do it better than so-and-so, then shit. That's my move, baby. And I'm taking it for what it is. New Jack said it best. He says the WWE had a way of making people forget about Dusty Rhodes' uh, bionic elbow and brought the people's elbow to the masses. Was he telling the truth or was he lying about that? If that's the case, then no one would talk about the Atomic Leg Drop by Hulk Hogan. And they would focus on the Alabama Jam done by Bob Holly or by Sweet Stan Lane and Bobby Eaton of the Midnight Express fame. Bobby Eaton was the one that was doing the leg drop from off the top rope. Let us not forget that shit. The missile drop kick, basic wrestling hold. Everyone in their mama does, the basic, the, does that uh, missile drop kick from off the top rope, second rope, whatever. Who's going to claim that? So in conclusion to this, ladies and gentlemen, you got a listing here of every single hold that one can think of without having to pay a damn dime or should pay a, a fee. For using that hold in your in that, in your match, you gotta be lame as hell to say that's my hold, man. Listen, if you ain't copyrighting that finish and putting it on a on a pro wrestling tease or going to um go even further by um creating your own trademarking and stuff to it after you create the hold, it's like public domain. Anyone can use it unlike a rap sample, unlike a breakbeat sample, unlike a Michael Jackson sample, or a James Brown sample, or whatever. We keep holds alive, like how artists kept old samples alive, so that artists can be appreciated. And professional wrestling is art, ladies and gentlemen. So now, for those who did get better over the years using various wrestling holds and, and submissions and f- and finishers and things of that nature. Keep doing what you do. Invent and invent and invent. And if you can't invent, don't break the fucking wheel. You can still do a lot more with the wheel you got. And if it means for you to let your feelings down so that me and my party can get on and go through all of the loops and the stops and things. The same thing could be applied from a Final Fantasy 7 point of view all the way to a wrestling point of view, goddammit. That's where I am on this shit. So ladies and gentlemen, if you like this show, please leave your comments. Please leave your comments in our inboxes. You can reach out to me and Dietrich Davis on Twitter. Dietrich Davis on demand. You can follow him on Twitter. You can follow me XM Nightbuster on Twitter. You can follow me M double44 on Instagram. You can follow me at MarkA.morel on Gmail. You know what I mean? And be sure to hit us up, man. Hit up Dietrich Davis on his uh public act his pu- public acts, excuse me, his um public uh media outlets, social media outlets. You know, he has a lot of them out there, but as a permission goes, you be sure to ask that man first before you can just jump on anything. Me, on the other hand, I really don't care. You guys can reach me. I, I love to hear from you guys, and I'll do my best to respond back to you the best way that I can. But if you do like the show, please thumb it up. If you like the show, just leave a comment on your favorite uh, podcasting uh, device and service. Be sure to do that. We're all over the damn place, ladies and gentlemen, so show your love for that. This is Mark Morrell, a.k.a. Mark Knight, one half of the illustrious tag team wrestlers would experience. I'm out this piece, and I'm going to holler at you guys real soon. You have a good one, and um, you guys stay safe.